Rusty Quill presents. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a pre-recorded message from Professor Ryan of Bunker A12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. Over the last few months, I have been sharing with you the story of two brothers who found themselves plunged into a world of nightmares. Our world. Right now, I too am in that world and I endeavour to find answers in the wreckage. To discover a way forward. A way home. As always, I advise listener discretion going forward. Come in, Bunker A12. This is Professor Ryan. Over. We read you, Ryan. Loud and clear. Is everything alright? For now, yes. Look, Jess, we're just going to start broadcasting our conversation with Naya. In the room are Elliot, Naya and I. Claire's looking after her children. Sleep well? Not too bad. Yes. Good, good. I thought I heard some wandering feet, but perhaps I was mistaken. The old building creaks rhythmically every now and again. Now, on to the matters of our first formal discussion. Let me first apologize again for what happened yesterday and tell you also what an honor it is to have you in our presence. Especially you, Ryan. It's been such an awfully long time since we spoke last, don't you think? And Elliot... How you believe you evaded our order and tricked us so easily is admirable. Alas, I'm sorry to inform you that it was the wish of the spiraling star that you should be allowed to roam. Do not ask why, for even I do not know such things. It simply is. Now tell me, where would you like to begin? Now you listen, before we even start, I need to know for certain you're not going to try any funny business whilst you're live on air like you did before. <laughs> funny business? Is that what you're calling it? Don't you worry, Ryan. I had no intention of such a thing. I mean, what I needed to do there 
has already been achieved. And before you ask, it was a call to the beings that we now share this realm with. If anything, you could say that I saved lives as they departed their current victims and made their way here instead. What? Did you need some help with the gardening? No, oh, Elliot. Still the ever-sarcastic soul, aren't you? No, no, such simple matters are for us now. We do not coerce or manipulate others into doing the vital work for survival. Nor do we employ the use of machines that so soullessly replace our toil. No, the star wished for them to be here, and so it was. Why doesn't the star just do it itself? Oh, come now. You read the book, didn't you? Well, the braver of you did, or so I understand. I'm not sure what it was that you were doing. Naya, look, we're being fully honest with one another here. I need to know if we're in danger. I need to know if after this conversation you're just going to sacrifice us or let us go on our way. Well, that depends. Are you here to try and stop our new world? Or are you here to be a part of it? Now, wait. Don't answer it just yet. You must hear about it first, of course. I can't expect you to go making such a monumental decision without first hearing about it, can I? After all, all those chosen by the star have been creating and studying the sacred texts for years. And, of course, I'm sure you'll have plenty of questions. So I tell you what, Ryan. I promise not to harm you or cause you to be harmed or hindered in any way. No matter your decision, but know this. You and all the other residents of Bunker A-12 will, like many others across the world, perish if you do not take the opportunities presented to you. But that is entirely your choice. Enough of the cryptic shit. What new world? What opportunities? Language now, Elliot. You're on public radio, remember? I know you're used to using profanities on your recordings and in your little journal, but this is live now. People don't want to hear such language. Oh, and instead they want to hear all about how you've been sacrificing helpers and innocent people? How you've set these nightmares loose on them? How they cut my fingers off? How they buried tendrils deep into Roman's arms that burst out from under his fingernails? Is that what they want to hear? Elliot. No, Ryan, I'm sick of being messed around with. Being puppeted by this star or whatever it is and by her. Drop the cryptic BS and tell us the truth. Such fire. Is he everything you expected? Ah, never mind. Very well. The plain truth, Elliot. If that's what you want, then so be it. At last. First, I must warn you. There are a certain portion of the population who are unable to fathom what I'm about to tell you. There have been many who have joined our order and had great difficulty in comprehending the truth. Once you know it, once you step into this world, there's no going back. You can't unknow it, and it will stay with you until the end of your days. I do not say this lightly, and therefore, anyone who is listening out there, as I'm sure you've heard dear Professor say, I strongly advise discretion. If you are fragile of mind or in a weakened mental state, turn off the broadcast. Save yourself the hardship. Seek us out in person so that we may help you along the way. Ease you in gently. 
If your conviction is solid and it is ordained by the spiraling star, you should find no hindrance in coming here. That all said, let us begin. As you already know from when we spoke previously, Ryan, I was presented with an opportunity earlier in my life. A doorway opened before me and revealed a greater depth of our world that I could have never known or believed otherwise. Such doorways exist all over the world now. They appear, disappear, and reappear all the time. As is the way of our new world. I did not tell you this before, but when the rift appeared to me first, it was years ago. And all those others I met in that void are now the founding members of the Order of the Spiraling Star. You see, those first few rifts that opened up to us chosen few were gifts granted by the star itself. They took a great deal of energy and patience to manifest, for although now we have converged, years ago we had not. The spiraling star manipulated the distance between galaxies to bring us together. For we, now its humble servants, were instructed to bring about this great and profound change, the Convergence, a confluence of stars and light. That's what Roman and I saw on our first night camping, isn't it? Ah, yes. It was already underway even then, even before you left for your trip. Naya, forgive me, but if you cannot answer this, or if perhaps it is against your teachings, but could you explain to me something? What exactly is the spiraling star? Do you believe in God, Ryan? No, I don't. Do you believe me? To an extent, yes. Where are you going with this? The star is what you might refer to as God, a being of such immeasurable and incomprehensible power, it is impossible for you to comprehend and to do so... ...is to become chaos itself. Exactly. I'm impressed. So, you've never seen the thing. How do you know that its will was what allowed me to come here? How do you know that those chosen, as you put it, will be able to make their way here? Because, Elliot... The creatures you're so terrified of are a conduit of the star. Like a hive mind or something? No, not at all. Whilst there are those among them that are intrinsically connected, the vast majority of them act independently. However, all are agents of the spiraling star. And yes, I have seen some of the star. Or at least what we interpret it to be. What do you mean by that exactly? Our interpretation of it? Oh, I think you know, Ryan. I think deep down you've known for a while, really. Come now, take a guess. You're proving to be just as knowledgeable as I'd hoped in these matters. I didn't come here to share with you my discoveries, Naya, but I can tell already that you're not going to drop this. Now, let's see. Oh, sure, surely not. I mean, you'd have to forgive me if I've gotten completely the wrong idea here, Naya, but... From what I recall, when Claire visited, Ralfurchi informed me of some unsettling data regarding the Andromeda Galaxy. And yes, of course, you mentioned about an event that was supposed to happen an age from now, but came to us in an instant. The collision of Andromeda with the Milky Way. This feels absurd to say, but, well, the Andromeda Galaxy has, from what we know, two spiralling arms and a dense cluster of stars at its core with potentially one or more supermassive black holes. Naya, you're not supposing our interpretation of what the spiralling star is, is actually the Andromeda Galaxy? 
inferring that rather than a cosmic system, that it is in fact a celestial being. In layman's terms, yes. Is this what you know or believe? Comprehend. Then you're supposing that the galaxy is in fact a thinking, feeling being. A creature that is so far beyond anything we know to exist. If that is your interpretation, then yes. I cannot say whether the star thinks or feels in the same way that an individual cell cannot fathom the entirety of a planet. Just because one cannot comprehend the other does not make it any less real. As for certainty, I can say that the spiraling star needed my mind and the minds of the other founders with the knowledge needed to bring about the new world. It was from that unity of knowing that we glimpsed the spiraling star and the unending possibilities it presented. You can't. No. No, this is too much. Ah, I thought as much. Elliot, are you all right? This is too much. This cannot be true. Then, God, the, the rifts are what? Portals to the world of the spiralling star? To, to, its, to its what? Its body? That doesn't even make any sense. And, and Robin, that, that doesn't fit into all of this at all. He can see through the rifts, through so many, all at once. And, and what he sees behind them, that's his glimpse of the star. Your brother is very lucky. As is Claire, for she has travelled through the three versions so many, many times, seen so much, lived through so much, and yet here she is, with us today, despite every setback, every obstacle. And the knowledge she has gained along the way is unrivaled, even by my own standards. I need some air. Can we open this window? Of course you can. If it is too much for you, Elliot, you're welcome to leave this room. I am aware of the immensity of such possibilities. No. No, I'll... I'll stay. I just... What you're saying about Roman is a lot. But listen. Will I ever get him back? I cannot say. Never before have I seen such a thing happen. I can only speculate in all honesty. Only time will tell what the extent of Roman's existence is now. Fuck. How did this even happen to him? Once again, I'm unsure. I suspect, though, that it was through your interference in past events that made it possible. I've listened to the whole of your story, and I believe that you are the catalyst that has caused Roman to become such an abhorrence. Excuse me? You're not meant to be here. Do you remember when Roman heard the knocking at the window of that very first abandoned house you stayed in? What are you... Do you? Yes, of course. You woke him from that trance and disrupted the first instance of the will of the spiraling star upon him. Then again when you tore him down from that tree in the forest, and again when you pulled the tendrils from his hands in his home, and again when that creature in the supermarket took you instead of him, and again and again and again! All of it was meant for him, and in every instance you got in the way. I saved him, Naya. Without me, he'd be dead, and without him, I would be too. Without you, he'd be so much more. Not this hybrid, this insult to the star. They would be as one. Well, then I'm glad Roman had me, even if I wasn't there to stop it the last time, because at least he's still sane, still makes sense, unlike you. You should have never been there, Elliot. Why do you keep saying that? It is how it should be. 
Stop with the cryptics. I see you have a penchant for the truth. Very well. Allow me to explain. I will not defend myself before your accusations, but I will, as with every soul that still walks the earth, explain myself clearly and share my knowledge. Hoarding knowledge is how we ended up in the sorry state we were in before all of this. No, no, just listen. You know of the versions, the parallel and the in-between, the void you might call it. Though that's certainly not what it is. In both this and the parallel, everyone exists in their own right. A simple way of phrasing it would be that there are two of each of us. Two Professor Ryans, two Claires, two traitorous Jacksons. Whilst people may make slightly differing choices in their lives along the way, ultimately everyone follows the same path. For example, where one person may make a decision that ends their life sooner, the other version may live a year or so longer, but have no meaningful impact on the world, and therefore make no significant changes. At least from what I've learned in conversation with those entities ordained to know. When our worlds converged, only one of each person remained, and even then many of them were harvested. What you wrongfully call sacrifice in the first few days. However, there are those, numbering very few, who have only ever existed in one version. Jim was one of them. And I'm another. Bravo! Now you're getting it. And that is why so many of your actions have hindered our progress, and why they will continue to do so. Unless... Naya? Unless you surrender yourself to the star. Step through the rift in this very building and remain in the in-between. Surrender myself? You mean willingly go to my death? I cannot say what lies beyond that doorway for you, Elliot. For me and many others, it was a calm that I still carry with me today. An enlightenment an escape from our once crumbling world. But I could just as easily be ripped apart by one of those oily-skinned creatures that lurks in the shadows. I will not lie to you, Elliot. You could. But that death would be a blessing, for you would be reborn as one with the star. But likewise, you could be with your brother again, could you not? For that seems to be where he resides now, in whatever hideous state he may be in. If there's anything I've learned about you in this time, it's that you would do anything for him. So why not this one last selfless act? Selfless? Naya, I'm sorry, but you're not selling this to me at all. This is what you want me to do. You. One of the main reasons there are thousands, no, millions of people either missing or dead. Why our world is increasingly devoid of life and the ones who are still here are huddled up in bunkers wasting the last few months of their lives away in the vain hope that someone will save them. Why would I ever trust you? And why? Fucking why? Why do you think that this is some sort of wonderful new world that you've created? Elliot, come take a walk with me. Ryan, you too. I wish to show you something. Very well. But now you can't seriously expect Elliot to sacrifice himself like that? Based on something you think you know, surely? It will be whatever the star wills, Ryan. 
Observe as you walk these halls. Pay close attention. There's no discourse here. The people you see before you are content, happy, and have a purpose. And no, Elliot, before you interject with suggestions of malicious intent, they are not under any sort of spell, coercion, or otherwise. They are here of their own will, and no one is keeping them here. Greetings, Naya. Ah, oh, good morning, Naya. How are you? Good morning, Alice, Jasper. I hope you're well. We are, we are. The star has blessed me this day, Naya. It has shown me the path I must walk to our new future. It was beyond all comprehension, beyond all measure. Are these the new initiates you have with you? This is Professor Ryan. Do you recall him? From the broadcasts. From A12. Professor, your voice has filled our echoing halls on many occasions. Even some of the entities here find your tone soothing. How far you reach. I thank you, I suppose. Moving on. And the other? He's... I'm Elliot, one of the brothers from Ryan's broadcast. The Elliot. In these halls, you are making the right decision, Elliot. The right decision on the right path. May you spiral ever outward. Excuse me. Of course. Thank you, Jasper. Naya, might I ask about the ash across their faces? It's not the first time I've seen these markings or similar. Nadine, nice to see you're feeling better. Merely a way of showing respect to the star. We take extracts from the secretions that form as a result of the confluence, grind them to an ash-like powder, and use them to paint markings upon themselves or one another. Much like people in the world before would tattoo or paint themselves with markings to show their kinship with the spiraling star, and those of the in-between. And these do not denote rank? Isn't that what you said before, Elliot? There's no such thing here. We are all equal. Then why do you... Parade around as their leader. That is merely how you perceive me, Elliot. They, on the other hand, know better. This doesn't look all that new to me, though, Naya. It looks like people working in a small community. This could be anywhere in the world. The world could still be normal and this exists. But it's what they're working toward, Elliot. That's the key to this. They're working toward a fair society where everyone, everything, treated as equals... True equals and no one person holding any more power than the next person. Where no one needs to question anything, for their lives are governed only by the will of the spiraling star. A true leader, a true god, present now among us, in every way a person could hope for. Greed, hunger, and manipulation exist no more. (laughs) You're forgetting something, Naya. Everyone shares the world with nightmares now. People are being sacrificed left, right and centre. And many of your followers carry with them hideous weapons meant to maim and torture. How is this a better world? When the heat of a long summer builds and builds, the air becomes thick and unbearable, and everyone prays for a storm. Storms do not hold back, though, do they, Elliot? They are a ceaseless form of nature, a will unto themselves. In the chaos that unfolds, people may be injured, die even. But afterwards, afterwards the absolute serenity of clean and cool air is embraced with the utmost gratitude. We're coming to the end of that storm, Elliot. 
There are people who have lost their lives, yes, but it is their greed and malice that the star and its entities have rid from this world. They are its protectors now, unbiased, unaffected by human weakness. Now, you know what is expected of you, Elliot. If I'm such a blight, and Roman is such an abhorrence, then why can we both control these creatures, your entities, at least to some degree? Surely if the star hates us so much, then we wouldn't have such power. Its will is unknowable. The path it takes, unpredictable. But I know that you must leave this world or forever be a plague upon it. Plagues have no place in our new world. Go, Elliot. Join your brother. Be as one again. No, Naya, look. This can't be the way. Elliot has done nothing but good. <sighs> Ryan, Ryan, it's all right. A wise decision. No. Don't you dare. <sighs> oh, brother. Roman. <laughs> like I ever would. Just one step. <laughs> Not a fucking chance, Naya. Skillimclaw! No Ryan! Ryan, run! Naya, you promised to give us a choice. You promised not to harm us. I promised you, Ryan. Not this one. Skill him, God Ryan. Damn it. I run! I, the spores! I see it. It's alright. It's okay. This is for the good of us all. Elliot, like Jim, he is a pestilence in our new world. He cannot be allowed to continue. The spiraling star led you to me so that I and I alone could rid our new world of your plague. If you would not yield yourself, we shall rise from the ashes of the old world, and all those harvested shall act as the seeds from which we shall germinate and flourish with every wrong done to this earth. Paid for and balanced in the aftermath of the fire, we shall rise for the ashes of the old world and all those harvest. <laughs> Claire. <laughs> and I shall be such a seed amongst the stars of Andromeda and our own. Among the great arms of the spiraling star. Claire, you... You killed her. You have no idea the pain she's caused. She was a monster. No. You're the monster. Hi everyone, it's Sean here, the creator of Wake of Corrosion. As this is the last episode of Season 3, I wanted to say a massive thank you to all of our listeners and supporters. Our show has grown enormously since we first began, and I'm constantly astounded by all the kind and thoughtful feedback we receive. Wake of Corrosion will be returning for a fourth and, dare I say, final season. 
Of course, I also owe a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters, who have helped support this show immensely over the past year. Vinny, Indicay, Austin, Nath, Paul, Trace, AJ, Twiglets, Martina, Finny, Grumpy Koi, Maddie, Colgay, Ty, Eileen, Karen, PJ, Peter, Tot, Return Descender, MJ Van Steenberg, Mac G, James, Sai, Brandy, Karen, and Eric. Thank you all so much. Your contributions mean a great deal to the show. And thank you to all of our dedicated listeners. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more news and updates, follow us on social media at Wake of Corrosion. You can also support the show via our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wake of Corrosion. Joining at any tier will get you access to all future episodes one week early. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed, and produced by Sean Pellington and is part of the Rusty Quill Network. With voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Sean Pellington as Elliot, Lee Pellington as Roman, Adele Cliff as Jess, Nath Barber as Ol, Sarah Turner as Lauren, Phil Jankowskis as George, Jess Syrett as Frankie, Brianne Leeson as Claire, Vincent C. Davis as Unknown Survivor, Lena Patu as Naya, Kevin Capon as Santiago, Tom Shalowski as Gun Survivor, Andrew Fearfelder as Cultist 1, Cade Hatton as Cultist 2, George Worrell as Jackson, Alexander J. Newell as Jasper, Sharon Cliff as Alice, Dennis Carvajal as Amara, Saf the Something as Taryn. Intro theme, Phantasm, and outro theme, Shadowlands 5 Antichamber, were created by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Both pieces are reduced from their originals with fade-out effects, character voiceover, and radio static effects. Morse code SFX from morsecode.world, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips. Full credits and transcripts can be found at wakeofcorrosion.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, don't wander in the dark. If you enjoyed listening to our show, then why not check out The Cellar Let? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. After a series of traumatic events, Nate and his dog Bella move across the country to the East Coast. But there's something not quite right about their new house. It feels off. Knocking noises at night and a locked room in the basement filled with strange letters. Check out the sellerletters.com or follow the link in the episode description.